Hello and welcome to Tekka Masala, a technology podcast with an Indian perspective. This is episode number 34. I'm your host Aditya and along with me, I have Saket. Hi guys. Hey, so the World Cup uh, football has started. Are you following it closely? Uh, closely but not so closely. I've watched like a couple of matches. I can't follow each and every one. But this is building up to be an interesting tournament. Yeah, so but so far the matches haven't been that great. But let's see, a lot more is expected. But the technology world, there have been quite a few things happening. You, the WWDC happening in the iPhone 4 was released out there. India ka 3G auctions were done. Microsoft also released a new feature for Hotmail. Yes, Hotmail is still alive. It's still operational. So we'll be talking about all those things. So a lot of things to talk about, Saket. Yes, very much. Let's start with uh, the iPhone news then. What are your first thoughts? Yeah, that's the biggest story uh, of the week. And uh, truly, iPhone iPhone 4 looks, looks like a fanboy's wet dream. <laughs> Every other iPhone, this is the best iPhone yet. Huh. But uh, this time, I think they have benefited from the iPad's processor. It's running a brand new A4 processor. This is the first iPhone with a dual camera. It has this amazing 960 by 640 display, which is only 3.5 inches, which uh, brings it to 326 dots per inch, which is a very fine resolution. And all this with an 800 is to 1 contrast ratio, which is again four times higher than the previous iPhone. So in one word, this thing just looks gorgeous. And it's been upgraded significantly. It has some hundred odd new features and Steve Jobs decided to highlight only a few of them. And these are only a few of those uh, features that are, you know, built in new in this phone. So which is the feature that that excites you the most, Saket? Uh, for me, the biggest feature is going to be the display. I mean, 960 by 640 display, very vibrant, very brilliant and... At 326 dpi, that is higher than some of the print that is floating around these days. Yeah, and you can't even make out individual pixels, it's that nice. So when you actually zoom in into web pages, the picture still remains crisp. Yeah, and it has something called as the retina display. So I guess the retina display is just marketing jargon, but I don't know what exactly makes the retina display or what's so special about it. but. I mean, indeed, it's something which has never been done before because the phone with the best uh, dis- uh, the best DPI till now was the Sony Ericsson uh, Xperia. Yeah. And that had 300-something DPI and this exceeds all other phones out there. I'm on Wikipedia right now. Dug up what the retina display means, actually. And this is what it says. A virtual retina display, also known as retinal scan display or retinal projection, is a display technology that draws a raster display it's basically like a television directly onto the retina of the eye the user sees what appears to be conventional display floating in space in front of them however the portion of visual area wow this is this is complex let's just say that things look better on on this particular display that just about describes it (laughs) yeah exactly because and then it's thinner 25% thinner what do you make of the front-facing camera and the whole new functionality of FaceTime? I mean, you've always been dreaming about 3G and video calling and all of that. 
but again we are severely limited by what options our service providers have for example in india in, you can do 3g video calls with bsnl or idea but uh, sorry there's no idea there's just bsnl but you don't know what's going to happen with vodafone or airtel after the auction so what facetime does is that it incorporates 3g video calling through wifi so if both parties have iphones they can actually have a, have a video call using wifi and without spending money and it looks brilliant as it goes but you know this this thing is being touted as being something new something ground breaking but is it really nokia phones have had front facing camera forever now they just haven't managed to package it the way that steve job has done i mean wifi phones nokia has built in wifi and now it makes me think and now it makes me think why haven't they been able to position it the way apple has done it it's just a difference of the platform I mean we've been doing video chat over Wi-Fi on the desktop for a while. I mean we can do that on Skype these days. We can do that inside Gmail, but it's just that the same application has the for the first time, I mean correct me if I'm wrong, been implemented on a handheld platform. And I guess that's what the fuss is all about. So a couple of demos as to what are the scenarios under which you will this this front facing camera will be helpful. Uh the FaceTime application will be helpful. It, uh, do you yourself see using this application uh well i don't see myself using uh, an iphone till the time it gets a keyboard but <laughs> yes if i had an iphone i would use the application you know what yesterday uh, uh, my college friends had gathered up one of my friends is getting married and for some reason i couldn't be there in a scenario like that i would love to in some way at least participate for 5 minutes and and get a feel of what's happening out there something like this will somewhat solve that problem and what's exciting about facetime is also not just the fact that uh, i mean video calling over wifi it's it's just it's also the video quality so yeah. i'm sure they've done a lot of brilliant stuff with the hardware when it comes to encoding that video and again translating that video back to its original quality on the other person's set via the i mean internet well the camera is capable of recording 720p hd video at 30 frames so which is pretty uh, high end you know um plus the other few things that they have added in is also they have a flash which was lacking so far yes. um what what else have they put in the best thing that i liked about this uh, new phone is that it's got a six axis motion sensing so basically earlier iPhones could only understand or recognize moments back and forth and forward and backward now it can also understand up and down I've seen this feature implemented uh, intelligently on the Nokia Express Music 5800. So, uh, if you have the phone lying around on the table, and if you get a call, all you have to do is flip the phone over, and the call gets silenced. <laughs> nice. So, I'm sure something interesting could be done with the iPhone as well. And given that uh, uh, multi-touch applications and G- uh, and accelerometer-enabled applications abound, I'm sure we could have interesting uh, uh, gaming applications uh, for this technology. Yeah, gaming or GPS-based applications and all those things. So, it'll be interesting. Let's see. And the iPhone OS 4.0, this is for the developers out there, has uh, the new core motion APIs, which will help you take care of these new motion sensing capabilities. So when do we expect uh, the iPhone the new iPhone to be launched in India now? Uh Vodafone is bringing the new new iPhone to India in July that's pretty exciting. Do you think it isn't it too early? Yeah I mean I I guess uh, the story that is out might also be planted by Vodafone themselves just to in, uh, just to generate interest I mean yeah. and even if they bring it out in September people are not going to complain because wow it's the iPhone. 
Yeah, because you know what? So far, it has been that the Apple. I I get an email from an Apple PR, and then I usually get something from Vodafone. But I have received nothing from anybody this time. But I have seen. I know people who have received press releases from Vodafone. I really don't know, and it'll be interesting to see how they price uh, the data plans. Yeah, that, it's a very data poor country. I'm thinking they're going to be really expensive. I'm paying. I'm paying. Uh, some 1100 rupees for unlimited data on my blackberry and uh, if i had an iphone at my disposal i'm sure i'll use it a lot more so uh, these providers are, are bound to cost it much higher and i'm there might not even be an unlimited plan and the iphone plan for some reason is very expensive in india it's almost three times as expensive compared to other data plans my, my problem is that it's not as fast i mean it's not i mean they are just selling an iphone data plan it's it's nothing special it's a regular edge plan i mean <laughs> but but the customer service somehow says that it is 3 times faster and I, i i refuse to believe that i don't know who calculated those metrics yeah anyways there is a story on plug.in which is saying which which is raising questions as to how much do you expect this phone to be in india say 50000 question mark so i, I want to be yeah. more about the 36000 to 38000 mark even that is too expensive i mean 38000 that's a lot of money it will drop because in the us they are selling it at 2 dollars $299 with a plan so if you add uh, let's say if you if you consider the subsidy to be let's say $200 more then effectively the phone is around $500 to $600 okay. so eventually i think we should get it around 30 i hope so because i sure i'm not going to be paying you know that sort of money 50000 it's out of the question Anyways. I'm not buying another phone for let's say another year and a half at least because I just bought a new phone earlier this week the BlackBerry Bold 29700 You are a BlackBerry guy aren't you Yeah I I am a hardcore BlackBerry addict you, Did you did you evaluate the Android phones available Yes I have looked at some Android phones I have examined the Motorola Droid quite closely Right and then again samsung has got these cheap android phones there's there's a samsung galaxy which i've looked at i think that's 13000 rupees and uh, i've also looked at a nexus 1 all these phones feel nice but somehow i think they lack the x factor i don't know what else to call it you find that in the blackberry yeah i mean blackberry at least has got this unique proposition of brutal simplicity yeah that's really is why that really is why the blackberry users swear by their blackberries it's it's Just so simple. Now let's move on and talk about the 3G auctions that just concluded in India. Sixty-eight thousand, almost sixty-eight thousand crores is what the Indian government managed to raise from the auction. The private players are going to be paying around fifty thousand crores, and the public, uh, the state-owned telecom operators like BSNL and MTNL, they will have to shell out around seventeen thousand crores. that's a lot of money that's a lot of and there is an article in forbes india and we have started a podcast with them you know we do uh, there we evaluate their cover story with whoever has written the podcast so you guys should go and check that podcast out as well uh, they are talking about how telecom industry in india is probably dead with this sort of money being spent on licensing uh, and the cost pressures on the on the on the voice minutes It just makes the government richer and the consumers poorer because at the end of the day we are going to pay for this. But how there is such there is so much price competition going on in the market right now. There will be collusion. I mean, uh, look at the the cost of the data data plan we have, and uh, 
uh, I'm sure with 3G it's going to be even more expensive. I'm thinking maybe 2,000 rupees a month. I mean, or maybe even more than that. Yeah, currently I'm spending 500 for my GPRS. Yeah, I think the the Jadu card, which uh, came earlier, much much prior to these auctions, I think that cost uh, something like uh, 2,500 rupees a month, doesn't it? And that too for a limited yes. usage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Tata Indicom has come up with uh, a, a couple of good options, mobile TV options, etc. With their Photon Mobile, have you uh, had a chance to take a look at that product? Yes, I have looked at these Photon cards, and they are quite nice, and they get the job done in terms of being data cards. But in terms of speed or in terms of uh, bandwidth, they are not really impressive. I mean, they are just a poor man's uh, Wi-Fi connection. I mean, that, that's what I look. Uh, yeah. Look. you know i was i was trying to get hands on the new mobile phones that they have launched with photon cards built in i wanted to review them so see if i can get my hands on it um, we will be able to do a review sort of a thing remember i told you that i had received a dell mini 10 for yeah. review yeah. and uh, the reviews done i managed i played with it for a month the the entire machine has a good solid build you know the typical thing that you end, um, that you expect from dell and it's got a very weird design also it's got a the, the battery sort of sticks out and the right now in the laptops the screen and the body end together that is not how it happens in mini 10 so it's it, design wise it's a bit bad it's a bit different the keyboard i also thought was was very you know uh, tight i sometimes i got uh, my 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 hands started aching after a while and the atom processor was actually a big letdown yeah when you get used to using a core to duo i mean it is going to be a big big, big letdown isn't yeah. it yeah i think that that that's a compromise that you make for for the for the portability because you know i i had opened up a document that was around 3 mbs and i made a few changes and to save that also it took considerable amount of time it it was a good 15 seconds of wait before you actually save the document but all in all i still recommend a dell mini 10 over the other notebooks available in in india okay this is for india the damage 15600 that's really cheap yeah that's not a lot eh to have it around as a second as as a second laptop or if you are a desktop person you can have a super power desktop and a a mini 10 with you for portability reasons it works out fantastic so yeah let's move on in fact uh, let's you do, do you have anything more to say about the 3g auction that happened i guess we should be telling that uh, bharti and vodafone as expected have uh, come out the top buyers in the auction bombay delhi will be bharti vodafone and reliance yeah. and it's it's going to be uh, idea in the north and the west and aircel mostly in the south and the east Yeah, the top five circles, which are Delhi, Mumbai, Karnataka, Tamil Nadu, and Andhra Pradesh, the cost of the licenses for these top five circles uh, were sixty-five percent of the bid. I think Bombay and Delhi are both three thousand crores each. Yeah, three thousand. Delhi, Delhi, in fact, were uh, was a slightly higher cost than Bombay. Let's see. Let's move on to Hotmail allowing users to access email through SMS. This is only pertaining to India. Microsoft has got this uh, service now in India, where uh, you can go to mobile. Live. Com. You can enter your mobile phone number, and they'll send you a verification code. You uh, verify that you are the user of that number, and then you can start uh, getting your Hotmail on your mobile phone. 
via SMS. Uh, you can you can read email and you can also reply to email, uh, yeah. all SMS. In fact, you can also enable you know viewing of email by specifying the email address or the domain from which the email has come in. So a couple of nifty features, but will you be using this? Uh, I don't have a hot. I mean, I ha- I do have a Hotmail account, but I don't use it. It's just so Hotmail got left behind. I, I honestly think, and uh, it's and they really need to be adding uh, many more such features to remain relevant. I mean, apart from this, uh, only a few days ago, uh, in, into last week, they also removed the annoying taglines that every Hotmail message had. I mean, everybody everybody else had done away with these a long time ago. Yeah, and, and Hotmail just came around to that uh, last week. But you know what? I have chosen to retain my Hotmail account just as a part of maintaining my geek cred because my, my Hotmail account has been there for the past 13 years almost. Are you serious? Yes, it's been there for what? 13 years. I mean, everyone then had a Hotmail email account. Now I was I, proud to have one for like 10 years and now you've outdone me. <laughs> no. So, and it's a very weird email address as well. What? Come on. I mean, I was 16 years old and it's, it has a very weird name. It is eatpopcorn at hotmail.com. I oh have, my God. That's I have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, so, that one's a keeper. <laughs> so, and Hot, Hotmail has made quite a few changes to their email service lately. I logged on to Hotmail recently because my PayPal account is tied to Hotmail account. So I just went there and I saw completely different looking user interface you know and I was for a second I thought should I get back into Hotmail and try to use it and see what it is like I thought it looks like Outlook it it, exactly that's what I and I didn't know that it exactly looks like that so you know they have made a few changes but then still that integration with MSN and other domains it still annoys me there is just too much other stuff what annoys me the most is the ads. After Gmail, I have come to view banner ads as abominations. Yeah, exactly. So when you see this massive banner ad, like taking up, let's say, uh, hundred pixels on the top of your real estate, it yeah. just it just bleeds your heart. It does. It does. Earlier they used to have these horizontal three hundred pixel banners, which were even more annoying. But I think now at least they've done away with those. So so the reason that they have come up with this. Uh, access your email via SMS solution is that out of the 506 million mobile users in India, only 18 million have GPRS on their mobile phones. So with email access available to only 4% of uh, the total user base, they thought that this will sort of help uh, people access their emails through their mobiles a lot easier. And and they definitely need to be reaching a lot more people because... uh when with Google having taken over the mind share of the geeks, I mean they need to definitely reach those people who are not so savvy on the internet, and they have the money for it. I mean uh, they did the same thing with Bing. I mean they had the whole cash back program going on. Yeah. And uh, I mean even now it definitely costs them money to send these SMSs. Exactly. And now that you talk about Google and how much money they have, what uh, they are going to be doing? Google recently announced that they are going to be dumping Microsoft Windows across the company and uh, will be offering their users either Macintosh OS or Linux options on their computers and they are citing security reasons for this. That's 20,000 less licenses sold for Microsoft. So That's as much more money in their already cash-rich company. Google is hitting them where it hurts the most, I mean in the wallet. Yeah, but do, do do you think 
the reason that they are putting out saying that it's it's a security risk is actually the real reason that they want to do this because they have chrome os coming out uh linux has been around their company is everything you know it has a lot of geeks and they are these guys are comfortable using linux not all other companies can survive without uh, windows Huh. I don't think it's the geeks. I think it's the accounting and marketing people. But I mean, a lot of this is propaganda. It's also Google wanting to publicly diss Microsoft, and what better opportunity than that? Right. The China attack was happened on a Windows machine, and I'm sure that machine was not used by a geek. And I guess Google has just taken this opportunity to save some money, and uh, at the same time, I mean, publicly make Microsoft look bad. And to which now, to which Microsoft immediately responded. saying that their operating system is secure they are doing everything possible uh, to ensure that it remains that way and then they also touted a whole bunch of windows 7 features like right. parental controls and address spa- space layout randomization i don't know what's that and bitlocker encryption and all of that you know it is actually a lot more safer we've been always ditching windows for xp even before sp1 and everyone remain remembers that all the security vulnerabilities then but they have come a long way haven't they it's just that xp's vulnerabilities weren't so uh, weren't so big when xp was in its heyday it's just that the operating system has become old and then there is no way around it it's just that there are these there is a remnant base of users with xp installed and as uh, time passes people discover flaws So I mean, right now Windows Seven may be the most secure operating system, but I'm sure three years hence it may not be. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know what you mean. The users who remain behind. Yeah, I know what you mean. But this also doesn't mean that Google is completely dumping Windows. They'll obviously. I would like to think that they will maintain at least the Windows machines in their labs to be, to to test their products out. If if at all they do test their products. <laughs> what do you mean by that? That's an insinuation. It is because I mean, it, uh, forgot what happened with Google Buzz. Yeah, just, that was more of a Facebook fiasco, wasn't it? They just put it out there, anyways. So they still need to uh, test their service, uh, all their services on Windows because ninety percent of us still use Windows. Probably the percentage has come down a bit. Ninety-one, actually. Ninety-one. There you go. So. Um, we still use windows so they'll need to maintain a few of those uh, at the google campus but i guess google shouldn't be acting so high and mighty because when they criticize microsoft for lack of security and all that uh, they themselves have been slapped uh, by an australian court for uh, tapping into public wifi and and trying to collect information yes and this is uh, this happened so let's give our listeners a background story uh, you remember the google street view car which takes images as it passes by yes. apparently it has also been sniffing uh, the open wifi spots so open wifi ssids that are available and while doing that they also collected data by mistake they are saying okay how can you collect data by mistake <laughs> they collected data almost worth 600 gbs and now they are saying sorry it was a genuine mistake the first of all, why do you need to create why do you need to sniff ssids in the localities i don't get it are, are these uh, google street view vans carrying these massive hard disks and uh, uh, i don't know 600 gb is a lot don't you think i mean considering the 
data that Google is handling, 600 GB is not a lot. But 600 GB worth of, if it is pure data traffic that they have calculated, yes, that is enormous. And, you know, people can go through it, can go through it, can rummage through it and get information like, uh, you, if if was anyone downloading a particular song was and and you know sensitive things like that so you never know credit cards that might have been in transit over the air so this hasn't really come out well for Google because after the Australian um, you know suit that was filed against them multiple other suits have been filed in US and now Google wants to uh, merge all these lawsuits into one mega lawsuit over uh, and and so that they can handle it better and this consolidate the problem before solving it yeah and it i mean they will probably they have already apologized etc and they'll probably have to make make a big payout because 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 remember i mean sniffing wi-fi traffic is is illegal under the telecommunications act in most countries in fact, there are federal rules in US itself. So, but then there are these apps available freely. So I'm sure a lot of these things which are actually illegal, I'm sure more of, most of these people, a lot of people do. But it's just that you shouldn't get caught, and definitely not if you're a company like Google. Yeah, but why do you think they came out with it? They could have easily hit the delete button. Yes. But so do you? Th- it just makes me think as to did other people know about this for a long time? Because what would have happened? I mean, you know, they they would have kept quiet. They would have dumped dumped the data somewhere or burnt the. I suppose dish. enough people knew, and Google didn't want to take a chance of somebody else coming out coming out with that information. Because given that Google has got this very public motto of not being evil, <laughs> there are people after them to I mean uh, find out if they are guilty of any wrongdoing. So I mean, if something like that leaks out from a third party source and turns out to be true, you stand to lose a lot more in terms of honor. Yeah, I know. And I'm just waiting for Google to put a positive spin on this. So far, they have been saying that, uh, you know, we are sorry and they are they are looking bad right now. But let's see how they can turn it around in their favor. I'm sure they can. It is almost like a Google having a Microsoft moment. <laughs> exactly. Let's move on. We know that Google is going to be around, but one company for sure is not going to be in business anymore. And that is LimeWire, RIAA the music association out there in in the US has asked have has filed a petition with the court and court has asked LimeWire to shut down its operations that's really bad i mean for us file sharers because i think LimeWire isn't isn't that a very cherished music program i mean since when have you been using LimeWire i mean i can at least think 6 years back into the past when i still had LimeWire right right after Napster shut down there were these other companies that came up and one of them was LimeWire. And they filled the void and now they're going... Yeah, and, and now they are. They have been asked to shut down, uh, obviously because of, you know, yeah, pressures from the recording industry and for alleged copyright infringement. The court has been... The uh, RIAA has said that their entire business model depends on violating copyrights. And that's why they should uh, be uh, asked to stop their operations. I don't know, but as long as the Kaza network survives, clients like LimeWire will keep coming up. There's an open source alternative to LimeWire called FrostWire. That doesn't that doesn't even owned by a corporation. All of LimeWire's code is open source. So, uh, 
what happens if uh, people use frost wire instead of plain wire as they already are right so this is they they are basically trying to uh, you know douse the fire here but 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 still it's something else is going to replace it you know there's no denying that uh, well those were the stories that we had people for you do we miss anything saket no i think we are good i think that safari 5 which, which i think uh, yeah, was uh, another announcement which happened in the wwdc what is new in it now tell me safari 5 is the latest uh, iteration of the safari browser from apple and uh, it uh, incorporates a lot of html5 features uh, it adds a new extension framework so i mean people always had these complaints about uh, there not being any extension to safari and then people had to uh, use uh, like uh, third party hacks to actually add extensions which made safari slower uh, now that extension are officially supported i think uh, uh, that problem is going to be solved and uh, it also has got this very nifty reader functionality where you can go to any page and click the reader button and all the text of that page gets beautifully laid out in a nice crisp white format and uh, you can read the content junk free oh nice so it's it's like a super ad blocker type yeah it's it's like a readability extension that that uh, is floating around from arc 90 it, it it's like integrating that capability within the browser itself so with that we have come to the end of episode number 34 of tech ka masala if you have any question comments or whatever on whatever we have said right now please log on to www.theindicast.com or you can also email us at techkamasala@theindicast.com uh, with any queries that you might have or or product uh, information that you might require we can mm-hmm. look it up for you uh, other than that don't forget to follow saket on at @volturo I am available at AC Mahatre and until next time bye 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 guys <laughs>